For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the September 12th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. We are five weeks away from the NBA season. It's crazy, and football season just started, so we got to mix in some football. We got football fever over here. Uh, with me to do so, another avid football fan is Jonas Nader. What's up, man? What's up, man? We all have the fever because we don't have David Johnson on any of our teams. So. Yeah. Uh. So sad, man. Easily the best player in the league goes down like that week one. It's brutal. I mean, he was legit MVP candidate, 1,000-1,000 threat. It's funny how when you're drafting and you had the first pick, you were trying to go through the process because you don't want to screw it up and do this for basketball, which we'll get into. We're like, oh, Le'Veon's on a holdout. Oh, Le'Veon's injury prone. Oh, there's a lot of receivers. Maybe I can get one on the way back, so I don't want to take Antonio Brown. Uh, Julio's hurt all the time. Like, Oh, so David Johnson's a safe play. And bam. uh, Yep. He's out, man. That's 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 fantasy. And I had a, an argument with someone, like, oh, it's so much skill involved in fantasy. Not, I would agree in baseball and basketball, but man, it's what would, football's 80 percent luck. I would say skill and fantasy football gets you to the playoffs, but luck uh, wins your championship. Yeah, even still, I I drafted really well in a couple leagues last year, but CJ Anderson, AJ Green, just all these dudes just went down. Yeah, in one of my leagues last year, I won the championship when I was 6-7 and seven in the regular season. So it's all about opportunity towards the end of the year, who you pick up off the waiver wire. Yeah, that's the other thing too, like waiver wire, man. Uh, and I, I will go out of my way to overpay for studs because I don't want to have to hold on to guys for too long. Or, you know, I'd rather just give them to someone else, fill up their bench, one that takes them away from the waiver wire because they don't want to cut guys they traded for. <laughs> and two, you know, the guys you pick up, you're a little more apt to cut them. So right. apparently, uh, just quickly, uh, Ray Summerlin did a column um, for waiver wire. He kills this thing. He goes through each position, ranks them, talks about how how aggressive you should be, and talks about snaps and all that cool stuff. So yeah, Tariq Cohen looks like he's legit. I was really impressed with Corey Davis, um, especially with how much he was hurt in the preseason. They really went after him a lot. Um, if you have any Eric Decker shares, I'd be nervous. Um, yeah, and then obviously Buck Allen gonna pretty much slide right into the Danny Woodhead role. I believe he outsnapped Terrence West, so he's a good. I would not pick up Kerwin Williams. They're, they picked up Chris Johnson, um, but yes, I would go pretty. Oh, I got to kind of brag real quick in our league. Yeah. Because on Sunday at about twelve fifty yard time, so right before the rosters locked up, picked up Tariq Cohen, baby. <laughs> so, what a gem. Yeah, that was. I was. I'm feeling pretty good about that. Especially um, in PPR. Yeah, <laughs> and I need a running back hard. I started yeah. uh, Rex Burkhead at running back too, so fix, fix that problem. Uh, and also, you Rex Burkhead? Nah, Patriots are too good. Yeah. I'll see, their offense is too good. And, you know, the game script was not their thing. Um, they were playing from behind. It was a close game. Um, they used And they, he had um, a pass interference call that wasn't called, and he had a fade route that, got, that was in the end zone and could have caught yep. that, so... One of those two plays, and you're looking at looking at this through a whole different lens. Right. Uh, anything else you want to mix in before football? Before we just jump into this thing? Yeah, we got to mention Minitron. Yeah. Basically the Rashawn Holmes waiver wire pickup from last year. <laughs> yeah, he looks pretty legit. I think he's definitely... Uh, Betty Fowler had two touchdowns yesterday, both in the short variety. Five and a six-yarder, if I recall. Um, Fluke McGee. Actually, um, I did the... For the first time, I recapped... Uh, for Roto World Football for the doubleheader on Monday night, so I recap that. Yeah. Uh, I want to call him San Diego, but the Los Angeles Chargers, and <laughs> and it's it's so weird seeing LAC. You think it's like LA Clippers, right? <laughs> like, oh, where's Blake at? Um, but yeah, it was cool. So check that out. Uh, and obviously, you guys are checking out Roto World Football. Those guys are intense, man. Um, but yeah, and, and Cooper, I love Cooper Cup. I have Cooper Cup almost everywhere, yep. so definitely pick him up. All right, so we have a lot of questions to get to. We're gonna try to go through it. And a lot of you guys who are diehard listeners, we appreciate you guys. So, I'll, and I'm, I'm getting a sense from the questions we got that we have a, somewhat of a new audience. 
So we tend to like the same guys. So rather than us talking about why we like a guy, which we've done so much, um, we're going to spin it a little bit. So the sleepers that we keep talking about, we're going to kind of see maybe things that we may want to worry about. Um, so kind of a negative spin, which is a weird thing to do. We're going to give it a try, though. Um, but there were some really good strategy questions I'm going to get to first. Uh, Datsu Ball asked one of my favorite questions. Um, do you take more or less risk drafting when you're in bigger leagues? Um, so we're talking at least 16 teams, 20 teams, 30 teams. I'll let you go first on that one. I think it's easily more risk. Like in a 14-team league, I'm, I'm a lot more willing to go Anthony Davis because that's a league winner right there if he hits. Yeah, and because you have to have you have to have like a, a bona fide top five stud to win a fourteen team league. I think for sure. Like if you're picking top ten, I think you're good, kind of regardless. Um, but I think what matters the most for your first and second picks, if you're playing in twenty or deeper, fit is huge. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're playing a head to head, so when when you're drafting your first round, you don't necessarily need to take the best player. You need you need to think about who he fits with, especially if you're coming around again. So if you're picking first, second, third, and a 20 or 30 team, you should have an idea who you're going to take in the next turn, and then you're not going to pick again for almost 40 picks if you're in 20. Right. So, yeah, that's really important. I don't think it's – I mean, once you get past 50, I'm, I don't care about your floor at all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking – and the reason why I won the 30-man was I just took – Crazy flyers. Like, I took Jokic super late just because, and, and we talk about this all the time. My last picks, I don't care what depth they are, they're going to be on bad teams because we like that mystery factor. Things could go awry and they could play him more than we anticipated. They could give him the ball more than we thought. We don't know these things and neither does everyone else. And that's why they fall. If we knew that, they would go earlier. You know, paying for a sure thing in fantasy, it's expensive. And that's why these guys go earlier. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I. Like I we usually say in like a twelve team, we usually I call it flipping the switch for going for pure upside at like seventy five. Deeper leagues, competitive deeper leagues with maybe shorter playoffs, um, where if only you know eight teams make it out of twenty, it's not something crazy. Um, yeah, you you want to shoot upside uh, again, fit, but yeah, like I I won't draft less than three or four rookies in a, in a deep league, man. It's just the way it is. Like Dario was big for me in last year or two. And keep in mind, you're going to drop three or four players, too, by yep. the first two or three weeks. So that's why you go pure upside. Yep. yep. Same with football, man. That's, that's, yep. that's, what, you don't, and that's what I said earlier, man. You don't want to be tied to guys for too long, man. There's nothing. And we talk about this, too. But what's worse, holding on to a guy for too long or not picking up a, a guy or, you know, picking up a guy and being wrong? Like, right. it's, it's tough to do it. And you'd rather do neither. You'd rather have a guy you can cut easily and just rotate him in. I like beating people to the wire. Yeah, and so if you know a guy's dead, then you could cut him and just figure it out there, man. Cause yep. If you're in a good league, you're not gonna be able to wait after an hour after a guy goes off, pick him up. Um, okay, so this this uh, Danny asked a question that kind of tied into it that uh, we talk about a lot here too. Uh, again, going back to the fit thing, how does your first round pick dictate what you punt in head to head leagues? Um, so if you're picking at the end, would you go LeBron and Gobert? That's actually a really good strategy. So Gobert and yeah, like they're, if you're punting free throws or even field goal percentage with Westbrook, um, that, that's something to consider. So if you're going to go with if you take LeBron, LeBron and Gobert is a great tandem. We saw LeBron have the worst year pretty much it was percentage wise for him, and he was more of a detriment in free throw percentage than like guys like Hassan Whiteside just because the volume. So, right. Yeah. It, again. If you're going to do it early, I tend not to – I like to make sure that if you're going to take DJ or Drummond, you just don't want to zap value out of guys. So, like, Chris Paul doesn't help you that much. So, I don't usually go into – I mean, you can think about it, but I don't really let punting dictate my strategy. I mean, if you think about it, there's only really three or four players you have to punt with in, a, in, a, in the first round, which is Harden with the turnovers. Mm-hmm. Westbrook, you could argue two categories, the field goal percentage and turnovers. Um, LeBron, if you consider him a first-round pick, the free throw percentage, and Gobert as well, the free throw percentage. That's the only four that I can think of off the top of my head. I don't know if I think you need to punt in turnovers. For I mean, if you draft a couple of low turnover guys, you can kind of overcome that, I think, Yeah. where you're in the middle of the pack. But obviously, I would just prefer to just punt it, especially head-to-head. Right. <clears throat> but we, yeah, especially because really... most of the trendy guys, too, as well, the turnovers are basically their biggest weakness. Yeah, like pretty much everyone, half the people in the first round are going to be right. guards anyways, are going to be... 
bottom 20 in turnovers. Right. Um, anything else? Yeah. So, Not in that question. Yeah. Like, again, just – and if you do take LeBron, that means you can be more aggressive on guys like – or Gobert even. Just make sure you're not taking a guy that is really impactful – um, there's a column in the draft guide that talks about guys that you want to either use or not use that could really bolster and how far, how much you should knock them down or not care, I guess. Um, yep. Okay. Um, so this is a very popular question, and we had a couple people tie in who your favorite sleepers. Obviously, the question du jour, really, when we do these things. So we'll kind of go through it throughout this whole thing. So Francis Parker's asking, who are guys that were outside the top 50 that will be in it this year. Um, and you guys know this. Uh, we're going to say the same time. It's going to be Jamal Murray. It's going to be Marquise Chris. It's going to be Aaron Gordon. Uh, Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley. D'Angelo Russell. Her. Yeah. So the, all yeah. these guys. D'Angelo Russell is a great one. Um, anybody else? I, I, we, we've, that, that's what that's what fantasy is all about. Like Miles Turner last year was another guy who just busted loose. You could throw Tareem Prince in there. You could throw in a Rashawn Holmes in there if Embiid gets hurt. So. Oh, yeah. Definitely a lot of upside there. Yeah. I mean, Millsap was even close last year with the injuries, too. You could put him in there. Right. He really fell off. Um, Josh Richardson, even. Yeah. Josh Richardson, Josh Richardson was top 12 the last month of the season oh, last yeah. year. Oh, yeah. He's a league winner. If he winner. starts to get 30 minutes, he can do it. He was a league winner last year. Yeah. Oh, I got, I got one we missed. Oladipo. Yeah, another good one. Yeah, so I think okay. it was what tenth round last year. Jeez. Yeah, finished eighty sixth uh, for, for per game. Yeah, but we love him, man. Um, we talked about another thing. We talked about first round value, second half, and this yep. last half with Orlando. So we know he can hit threes, add some steals, add some dimes. He's not too bad from the line. Yeah, look, we he can run the offense just as much as Darren Collison too. Yeah, I mean, this is we pretty much you and I pretty much had the same targets going through each round. Yeah. Uh, so actually, why don't why don't we? Uh, okay, so the guys that we keep talking about drafting after the first two or three rounds, and then we get this question out of the way. Um, there were probably about three or four of you guys that asked who you prefer, Bradley Beal or CJ McCollum. I literally had them next to each other, uh, and I had Bradley Beal one spot up. Um, Bradley Beal was so, so good after the break last year. I don't see any reason why he slows down. And I love CJ, uh, who is just, again, Mr. Consistency. This guy doesn't fall off for weeks at a time like some other guards do. Yeah. Um, so how do you feel about CJ or for me? Beal? For me, I have McCollum probably five or six spots ahead of Beal. Really? Why? On my list, yeah. More consistent. I mean, Bradley Beal's had one full year without injuries. When you think about it. Brad, the yeah. first four years of Bradley Beal's career, I think it was averaging, I have it written down somewhere, it wasn't good, though. He was averaging, like, 60, 60 games, maybe? Yeah, well, he had that, that uh, stress fracture. That was only a yeah. freak, freak thing, and, man. There's only, like, a 9% chance that that keeps happening. But it, so, but it so. happened four yeah. years in a row. Yeah, yeah. So I that's think, the I, thing I'm, that they gives me pause. Like, you can usually get – the reason I have McCollum higher is because people are still worried about that, even if it's not a concern anymore. So you can get Beal in the third or fourth round, and you can get McCollum a little bit earlier. Yeah, I guess that's, that's, the right. reason I, that's, that's the reason I have him a little bit lower. Yeah. That'd be nice to get them both, though. Usually, right? Or yeah, you could even go. And I've actually done that before, where I've gone Cat, McCollum, Beal, and then I'll just go point guards like my next four or five picks. Yeah. Um, okay. What else? Oh, so let's talk about I guess the guys that we keep looking at um, for like our perfect draft, I guess, and we'll kind of spin it. So, like we've been doing again, if you're picking early, we want Cat or Giannis, and then we want Beal or, or who do you, or we love Miles Turner. What do you think? What do you think is your biggest concern on Turner? Um, AD might be pretty awful, and yeah. I'm worried late in the season what will happen with him. I know you usually prioritize youth late in the season, but you never know on a tanking team if they do tank. Yeah, I mean they're still so young; they want to develop them. And it's also worth noting that I'm not really worried about his unassisted bucket percentage. He was actually really good unassisted last year. So I think it's probably injuries. Um, we had that little walking gate thing that gets overblown and kind of coming like, out of Texas. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, maybe his three pointers fall off and kill him. That I guess maybe field goal percentage down a little bit, but it's not enough to to outweigh the usage bump and maybe even maybe even more blocks because their defense probably won't be as good without Paul George there. So and the only major injury we have in him is the hand, right? Think so, yeah. From his rookie season, he was really yeah. durable last year. I don't think he—he's not really a, a frequent locker room guy. He's been, yeah, rock solid, man. 
I guess you could add this about Miles Turner. He's had some very inconsistent runs where he disappears yeah. for three, four weeks at a time. That happens. That's what what was it like? Right after the break, he was he kind of disappeared a little bit. Right, and which is easy to do beside Paul George right. as well, though. Like he can't really disappear as number one option. Like they're going to force feed him this year. I think right. he was like I, I, I'm off the top of my head. It was like a 12 or 13 usage rate, and his rebounding numbers were way down all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, remember. Um, okay, so after that, but we both we both think he could be like peak Serge Ibaka though, like yeah. early in his career. He's really the new with with probably more scoring than Serge. Yeah, more scoring and maybe like a half less block or something because like, Ibaka yeah. was putting up like four blocks a game yeah. early yeah. in his Earth. career. So yeah, right. What third or fourth season he was just insane. Yeah. Um, so I guess who do we look at? Who else are we looking at in uh, third round? Uh, even late, we like what could keep Jokic down? We we talk about him all the time. Um, Paul Millsap's usage, maybe. Yeah? Do they run the offense through Paul Millsap a lot, kind of like Atlanta did? Uh, I, I, I think they'll get the ball to Jokic and let him do this thing, but you right. never know. I mean, New situations. I think, I'm not really worried about the scoring. Uh, I don't think he's going to be the kind of guy that's going to drop 20 a game or anything, so. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I mean, he saw some, we saw some injuries out of him. I, I, I don't know. I think it would have to be, obviously Malone is finally in on him. Right. That hip injury made me a little nervous. Yeah, to be honest. So yeah, I, I'm good with him, man. I don't really, I don't, I'm not really worried about his downside. I don't really see him flopping after. I'm still more than comfortable with him at like number nine, number yeah. ten. He's number, he's Mister Number Nine. We talk about yeah. those eight guys every time, and I, he goes number nine like every draft I've seen with yeah. everyone. Sometimes he goes a little bit earlier, but I don't think I've ever seen him go past ten. Right. Uh, okay. So who else? What else are we doing? Um, kind of in the perfect draft mold. Um, oh, Dame! I love Dame. What's going to keep Dame down? He had a slow start last year. The guy plays seventy nine games a year. Uh, I think he plays well with Nurk. I don't. Again, I don't. I love him, man. Uh, I will his numbers, his advanced over. numbers were better with Nurk, so there's really Way nothing to worry about, is there? Yeah. It was. I don't know if it's more of system than him just being fuego, but. He's he's vegan now. He's lost some weight. He looks ex, uh, explosive from what they're saying. Like Dame, I love Dame. Another question we had from uh, on here, and Steve and I talked about this on the last pod. So there's that next. There's like basically the the sec that second early second round tier. We are looking at Wall, Lillard, and CP3. So how would you rank those three? Oh God, Wall, Lillard, CP3. I'll go first. I, I have Lillard, Wall, CP3. Kind of, I think Wall and Lillard are close, and then CP down a little bit, which sounds crazy. I'm like Mr. Chris Paul in fantasy. Right, uh, and I'm I'm gonna be a little bit different. I like CP3, Lillard, then Wall. Really? This, I mean, we're talking about Houston, like yeah. the top offense in the league. He's, I think Chris Paul's gonna attempt maybe one or two more three pointers than he did last year, and I think the. The idea that with him playing with James Harden is a little overblown. Like both of them are going to be such high usage players, they're going to be doing everything for Houston. So I still think Chris Paul is like a seventeen and nine guy. Yeah, uh, I, I could do it. So you're thinking what, like two and a half, like three threes then? Three threes, maybe? I think so. Yeah. Dang, and then he'll be good in steals. Yeah, I mean, look how many threes Eric Gordon attempted. Yeah. And Chris Paul's going to be getting a lot of those too now. So. Yeah, yeah. So who takes a hit then? It would be. Uh, so Ariza, I think Trevor Ariza takes yeah, a hit. I was going to say Ariza and Anderson. Eric, Eric Gordon takes a hit. So yeah, I'm not even drafting Eric Gordon. No, not touching him. Um, all right, so what else? who else do we usually go through drafting? Chris Porzingis is on a lot of our teams, yep. as well as Jimmy Butler. Injuries would be the, the big – and obviously he is a fantastic pair with Westbrook, I think. Yeah. If you can take those two together and just punt field goal percentage – Mm-hmm. I think you're ahead of the game right there. Because Brzezinski's going to take a lot more threes this year, too. Yep. And we like Kyrie Irving. I, I've, I've always said I'm not worried about his output. Maybe a slow right. start. But uh, we had a question, too, about the draft. Uh, Steve did most of the projections. He had Kyrie pretty high uh, on assists. Where do you have Kyrie for assists? Uh, I think seven's fair. Yeah. Where was he at? Uh, and the projections, I didn't, I didn't see. I think he had him at like eight or something. I, th- I think seven's fair. I don't. Irving's never been like the playmaker's never been like as strong as suit, but I think seven's definitely fair in Boston. Yeah, I was thinking like high sixes, low sevens. Right. So yeah, is he's gonna have. I mean, the taking LeBron away from it is big, but it's not like he's with guys who can't pass. We've seen Hayward run a lot of pick and roll and pass well uh, when he's posting up or really anything. 
Horford. And it sounds was, like they're expecting a lot of Marcus Smart and Terry Rozier too. Yeah, Horford was elite for centers for for dimes. So mm-hmm. yeah, it won't be massive, but it'll be it'll be there. It'll be um, you know probably top fifteen, I guess, for assists, something like that, which yeah. is pretty good. Uh, so I guess other negative spins on guys. Who else? Oladipo. Could he just be? Could we just have, be? Have we seen the best of him? Yeah. Or have we seen the worst of him? Hopefully, right. <laughs> hopefully not. Um, but yeah, he's gonna fall, man. I don't know if I. When did you think you'd want to be aggressive? You took him what in um, fourth round, mid mid fourth. I've, I've been taking him in the fourth round a lot. Yeah, and I'm too. I'm pretty comfortable there. Yeah. And what about D'Angelo? Kind of the same thing where it's. Um, the Brooklyn factor makes me a little nervous, even though they have like a super um, fancy friendly offense with the three pointers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm looking more towards the fifth round for D'Angelo Russell. Yep. So you just because people are down at him from last year mainly. Yeah, exactly. So you would take D'Angelo over my boy Jamal Murray. I would, yeah. Oh. And I'll tell you why in just a second. Yeah, go ahead. So you could we could kick off why we're worried about why you're worried about Jamal Murray. Okay, Jamal Murray, I mean, we love Jamal Murray. We think he's going to be a stud. It's just a matter of when he's going to absolutely break out and just kill it. But here's the thing. He's had that hernia injury since Kentucky. So he had that injury for two years, and he's just now healthy, which is a good thing and a bad thing. We never know if it's going to flare up again. And we're basing up all this hype off a six-game sample, basically in April. I mean, he's, he's fantastic. He's going to be amazing. But is the breakout going to happen this year or next? And that's the risk with Jamal Murray. Yeah. And he did say he played through it pretty much for most of the season. Uh, yep. He logged 82 games. Um, and the, as he said, he opted for the surgery kind of for that reason that he's been playing through it. So I don't have, have enough data on it, but I think that when people have the, the hernia surgery, it's usually kind of done. Like it's not where an ACL re-tear or Achilles lingering issues. So I'm not right. really worried about it. Like he said um, that he was play, playing through pain like earlier in the season with mm-hmm. that. So I think that even like it strengthens his case uh, that he's going to have surgery and finally get it taken care of. And here's the thing. We both love right now where he's going, but where is he going to be going closer to the season, like a week before the season starts? Like where is he going to be drafted at? Like right now, his ADP is super low. Yeah. We're getting him at great values, but – Where's it going to be in a month or two? That's the question. I don't care about ADP. For guys I want to take, I'll take you where I want to take right. you. Right. And I pretty much like clockwork take him in the fifth round. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I think every draft I've done, I've taken him in the fifth round. I just right. don't want to draft a player at their ceiling. Is basically what I'm trying right. to get to. Right. Which is true. What's his ceiling is better than fifth round though. Oh, for sure. I think his ceiling is probably top thirty. Yeah. Exactly. If, if everything hits. Yeah. So what else? What, field goal percentage, maybe lack of steals? Field, field goal percentage, lack of steals, and how many assists is he going to get playing next to Paul Millsap and yeah. Jokic, two of the best big man passers in the league? Yeah, I'm thinking low five. And here's, here's another factor we haven't mentioned. Is Moutier going to play at all? Yeah. Or is, is Malone still in love with Nelson? So we got to keep in mind with those things too. Well, I think – I don't know. I, th- I think we don't have to worry about that. I mean, we saw all those rumors that Jamal Murray was hands-off or trade rumors, and that was kind of right. one of the things that – kept Kyrie down, uh, the Kyrie trade. So yeah, I I'm I'm not worried at all. Right. I've seen I've seen enough. I mean, this guy's gonna hit close to forty percent from three. I think he's got two and a half threes in the bag. But yeah, the assists do worry me a little bit though. But it's fine though. Like you're basically drafting him as a shooting guard. Right. So if he's your number one point guard, you're probably in trouble. But. There's enough but if there. you miss out, if you miss out on Beal, McCollum, and Thompson, it makes a lot of sense to reach for Murray. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's going to be. And his steals are his steals are pretty decently. Like I think he's got one and a half in, in him late. He was about I mean, one, if, one point he's two. Saying, he's late. saying he had trouble moving last year. So if that's true, then I I can absolutely see him doing one point five steals this year. Yeah, more pace. Denver's right. offense is going to be really really good. Uh, and uh, we get this question a lot for the new listeners, and just to hit it quickly, you don't care at all about drafting players on the same team, right? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, like you have a guy ranked a certain way, it's fine. I mean, although, if you know you're going to draft a few guys on the same team, maybe just take a quick glance at their playoff schedule to make sure right. you don't have any two-game duds mixed in there. That may hamper you, um, which I should probably look into, actually. But I, I don't really, I think I usually, I, I draft two nets at least per team, but I think... Like, I don't care at all unless you're, like, four or five guys. If you get, like, four or five guys, then, again, early picks. Like, But late picks, who cares? You're just going to cut one of them. Right. 
Yeah. And, and last year, like, I, I tried to target maybe two or three players on the same team that I know is going to be fighting for a playoff positioning. Like, last year, I have, I'd have a lot of Giannis and uh, Chris Milton. I'd have a lot of Lillard and CJ McCollum. So combos like that really pay off. Yeah, we talked about that a lot on the pod, too, that drafting uh, guys in the early middle rounds that are going to be in yep. the playoff chase is, is worth a good half round, I'd say. For sure. Uh, okay, so moving back to the questions here. Uh, anything else? Um, look. Okay, so I guess let's talk. Let's wrap this up. I think we can talk about Eric Gordon. Eric uh, Gordon, real quick. He's a yeah, popular exactly. name. Yeah, I was just going to say. Aaron, Aaron Gordon and Marquise Chris would be two good ones, real yeah, quick. Like clockwork. I, that's pretty much what I did. Like, if I don't, um, it's like we said. De- Depot, we like you. You won't take Murray in round five. You'd probably would you jump the gun and go Chris there or what? I would jump the gun and go Chris there, yeah. Depending on if you were big heavy or something. I'm taking that right. out of the situation. I mean, okay, the only real concern about Chris is the foul trouble. We know he's going to get minutes, but the night when he's in foul trouble was 5.4 fouls per 36 minutes as a rookie, which is ridiculous. So yeah. he's going to have some duds, of course, but we're looking at Chris as a potential 2, 2.5 block guy when he hits. So that's huge, especially in the fifth round. Yeah, you know who he comes to, comes to mind with Chris? Who's that? Miles Turner. Like That's a good about, one, yeah. Yeah, second-year player, has blocks upside, going to shoot some threes. Turner's obviously a stronger free-throw shooter. Um, potentially, uh, his teammates talking him up, like Devin Booker was talking him up a lot. Right. So, he's, his floor is nowhere near as Miles Turner's floor was last year. But mm-hmm. that's definitely the most logical comparison. So, yep. And again, we got a question as well from someone saying, like, who do you think ADP is going to rise the most? And we saw... Um, Yahoo bump up Miles Turner like 70 spots last year. So the guys we've yeah. been talking about are going to be up there. Um, and Marquise Chris, another guy who was in the hundreds now, and he's going to be probably like 65. I don't know. I don't know how high he'll go, but he should I've not still be been able to get him. I've, I've been able to get him consistently outside the top 75, and I hope that's still the case. But we may have to reach for him a little bit higher in a month. Even in about not, a month. Not with me in it, right? Usually, you know, because I'm, you know, he's not going to make it. Like you took him in the last draft we did in the. Sixth, I think. Yeah, if I'm drafting yeah. with you, Doc, or, or, or Ryan, we all have to reach for our guys like yeah. a round or sometimes two yeah. rounds is higher than we want to. Yeah, like I was saying in the last, like like, I was saying the last pod, we were like calling on each other's picks. Just like, exactly. Yeah. We did, too, we did this too much. <laughs> um, so what what free throw percentage concerns you? Does Mar- not getting the center minutes? Maybe they played because I I like him because he's going to get 12, 13 center minutes and get some blocks there. So that's part of the reason why I have him as high as I do. Are, are we worried about that? With my Tyson Chandler, Alan Williams in the mix, uh, Drogan Bender could be a threat who played well at times and overseas. And we still don't know what happened with Alex Lynn too. So, but back to the free throw percentage. I'm not really worried because he's not a high volume free throw shooter, and he's not bad enough to where teams will intentionally foul him too. So that helps as well. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be as bad either. I mean, when a guy's shooting threes. It's right. not like he has a bad-looking stroke. I, I think he'll be like 68, 69, nice, something like that. Over in the Gobert range, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even, I wouldn't be surprised if he hits like 73. I think so, he can do it. Yeah. He, he knows. I mean, they want him to get get in there more. Even Devin Booker talked about that. Watson talked about that more. They want to get him more inside. So, yeah, he'll, he'll be, he knows it's a problem. They'll, they'll get it fixed. Yeah. It's just... If you if you have a good shot, it's just repetition. Anyone who's played yeah. basketball knows that. Uh, what else? And that's kind of it. I mean, that's those are that's our core right there. Uh, Al, Al Horford mixed in there as well. Um, and did you say what you were about with Aaron, Aaron Gordon? Um, I'm hot. Uh, um, I mean, maybe I'm worried about his field. We're just waiting for the steals and blocks to show up. I yeah, think they were coming around. I think he was almost one and one after the break. It was like eight point yeah. nine or point point eight for both or something like that. But for as athletic as he is, we're wait we're waiting for him to take another leap there for yeah. sure. No, I love Gordon. I, I have Gordon like three or four spots higher than Chris. I think way yeah. better, way way better floor than Chris. And upside's pretty similar too. Yeah, top fifty after the break, and Magic yeah. love their small ball lineups now, so that, that definitely helps them. Yeah, he was at point seven blocks and one point oh steals post break. So yep. at thirty one point three minutes, the minutes are going to be there. You're not are, you like Isaac? You don't see Isaac being a threat, right? I love Isaac, but he can play everywhere, so right. not really a threat. Yeah, and they were pretty adamant about him coming off the bench, so he was. Yeah, start. Isaac's gonna start slow. It sounds like like eighteen minutes slow. So. Yeah, and what really quick for Gordon was percentages after the break: fifty point three percent from the field again, because he was busting inside, um, yeah. really getting inside frequently. Um, actually, somewhat attributed to Peyton. Alfred Peyton got in the ball. 
um, mm-hmm. in good spots. And then 84% from the line is just killer. I don't think he's going to do that again. But 78 seems fair. For um, sure. Yeah, he was 93.3% in his six games in April. He was just locked in late to pull him up. Uh, okay, so, yeah, that, that again, those are the guys we draft pretty much. If, if it was, if, like, you and I tag-teamed the draft, that's pretty much what all our teams would look like. Yeah. Um, and, and then, and then Avery, after that, we'd see a lot of, like, Avery Bradley. Yeah. For me, it'd be Robert Covington as well. Yeah. Um, what are we worried about with Bradley? Injury? Strictly injury? Just the Achilles, but yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a major issue. It just took him forever to recover last yeah. year. And they did that by design because yep. they wanted to be healthy for the playoffs. So I think he'll be over it. Again, that's why he's falling. That's why you can get him at 70 yep. or whatever. Um, oh, we didn't talk about my other boy, Dennis Smith Jr. I just got him, I think it was the eighth round of a mock draft with like um, the Basketball Monster crew. Eighth round. Damn. 12th team? Yep. Uh, 12 team. No, 14 team. What? Let me check that. <laughs> While you're checking that, yeah. Uh, I'm worried about field goal percentage. Um, we saw this happen with, he gets the Chris Dunn comparisons for a guy who dazzled in summer league. But he has a jump shot. Uh, he can hit the mm-hmm. three. He can hit the ball. Hit the, hit the three off the dribble, off the screen. Uh, he's going to have the ball a lot. His minutes aren't going to blow you away, like, say, a Harden or somebody like that. But, you know, 32 minutes seems fair. Uh, we've seen Rick Carlisle turn trash into treasure quite a bit with point guards. Um, perfect case last year with Yogi Ferrell, among several others. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I guess injury. He had the ACL thing. Um, he's, he plays so – kind of like Westbrook. He plays so, so hard, and he takes on so much contact. So it's kind of yeah. like a running back who where you're just – it's just he's a number, Jay it's a Yeah, it's a numbers game where yeah. you take that much contact – Unless you're like a robot like Russell Westbrook or somebody like that, or LeBron, um, then yeah, um, that's probably my biggest concern is injury and, and field goal percentage. Yeah, but, for me it's field goal percentage and it's how much does Rick Carlisle trust him right away. Yeah, and actually, you know what? I feel like I'm – this may be my favorite year to pump field goal percentage. Like, oh, there's so many guys you can yeah, do with you. Yeah, there's so many. Every time I'm like, oh, he doesn't like – he may hurt you a field goal percentage. I feel like I'm saying that about so many guys <laughs> – that, and I don't usually do that, but head to head, dude, we can have Marcus Smart this year. <laughs> yeah, and, you're, and if you punt field goal percentage, chances are you're going to be super elite in free throw percentage. Yeah. So, and you're going to kill in assists, you're going to kill in steals, you're going to kill in threes. I mean, real quick, we talked about I think last pod. You can go with like Demarcus Cousins, Russell Westbrook, yeah. um, Robert Covington, Marcus Smart, Josh Richardson, yeah. all these guys. Porzingis. If you play a ten man, you could somehow go Westbrook. Porzingis Cousins or Cousins. Oh my God! You're just like just get the money, just figure out. You can start yep. figuring out what you where you want to spend your money in April. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get back on the questions. I, hopefully, you guys like that segment to kind of spin it backwards the other way. Um, anything else you want to add? Uh, oh, get the draft guide. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, um, where were we here? Okay, um, we talked about that one. Um, Okay, so on shower teams, uh, Mark Ethan's asking, how do you effectively punt uh, for free throws uh, or turnovers or anything like that, man? I'll go first. You really can't take those ones and twos and shallows, man. Uh, It's just so tough to overcome. So I really try to dominate everywhere. And one other thing I'll mention, too, is... Where I won't really care about percent position very much in a 12-team or a 14-team league, it kind of really matters in shallow because you don't want to play a weak spot. You want to make sure all your positions are top four or five in your league. So mm-hmm. you got to you have to be more conscientious of what your need is as much as like even in a deep league too. Like the same thing. Like your need is a little bit more important in shallow leagues because you want to have uh, the baseline for your team be really solid from top to bottom in your starting lineup. You nailed it. That's exactly what I would say. All right, cool. Let's move on then. Um, so another very popular question from uh, Marlo Iram. Um, Marlo Stanfield, shout out to The Wire. Love that show. You, you didn't watch The Wire, huh? I'm a Breaking Bad guy. I love Breaking Bad. They're, yeah, they're both... that's the best show on TV yes. by far. Mar- Marlo is a pretty uh, – The Wire is really good. If you haven't seen it, I, I highly suggest it. It's one of my favorites. Mar- yeah. Marlo is a, a drug dealer. He has a lot of good quotes. You want it to be one way. I won't, I won't say the whole thing. Uh, anyways, uh, he asks, and this is, we just did this. Um, rank your sleepers. DSJ and Murray, 
Chris and Gordon, Tareen Prince, and Boban. So it's basically like tier one, tier two, tier three. Murray over DSJ for me. What about for you? You have DSJ? Um, no, I got Murray a little bit higher than DSJ. Okay, I have a, I'm really high on DSJ, though. Uh, and right. I, like we said, I have Gord just a hair over Chris. And then I have Tareen about a round over Boban, who I really, really want. It's more about a supply-demand thing uh, and where I could get Boban. I sneak Boban at like 120. Uh, I think I think I've Gordon five spots over um, Chris and like you said Prince probably a round or two higher than Boban. Yep. Yeah, and I won't be able to sneak Boban much longer, man. I, I, I pretty much have got him every draft. <laughs> He's uh, lighting up Eurobasket too. It's not yeah. helping us. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but yeah, Yahoo has him at like five hundred something or three hundred something, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah three forty nine. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, I'm gonna skip that. We've had the West or quickly Westy versus AD in an eight cat. Westy in an eight cat. Oh yeah. my god, take Westy. Yeah, even with we we talk about position scarcity with bigs, but you gotta take Westbrook there. Yeah, for uh, sure. Okay, um, we had this question from Alex Diamond asking about Wall CP3 and Dame, so we got that for you. Uh, Bay Kawhi again, a lot of similar questions talking about CJ in the 18 to 23 range. I mean, really. In a legit competitive league, the only guys I could really see myself taking would be Porzingis, Miles Turner. Uh, that's kind of it. Like if those guys maybe Jimmy Butler if he's still there. Yeah, Jimmy he'll be gone. I think Jimmy Butler yeah. will be gone. Um, You'd be surprised, man. A lot of my mocks, Jimmy's going late second. Yeah, I mean Boogie Cousins sometimes slides. I would take him. Like pretty much those bigs. It, yeah, that's it. Like if it's if those big and obviously the the point guards we talked about, I would take the Kyries, the Walls, the. Um, Dames and all those guys will be long gone, I would think. Uh, another CJ for Beal question. Uh, how far do we think James Harden will drop for eight? That's from Joe Moreno. I'm still taking him top five. Yeah, it's pretty much about right. Five or six. I don't really see yeah. him. Like we said, uh, he'll feast without Chris Paul there. And he's going to take so many threes, man. He, he may be top three or four threes, if not two. Yep. He's going to just be raining threes. Uh, good question from Matt Hardiman here. Um, Dynasty League, would you trade Clay or Kemba for DSJ? He's a back-to-back champ, so he wants to know if he should try to rebuild on the fly or uh, just roll with Kemba or Clay for a little bit longer. I would ride with Clay a little bit longer, but I would I would dump Kemba for DSJ in a heartbeat. Really? Kemba's 27, coming off three straight left knee surgeries. No thanks. So you think when's he gonna hit the wall this year? Um, either this year or next. That's three straight knee surgeries. I can't imagine. Yeah, I don't know. I think I would stick with him, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't fault you at all. Yeah. DSJ. I mean, it's shiny new toys, man. Like I, I know it exactly. I'd say, I'd say I guarantee I'd, right now that DSJ has more uh, trade value in Dynasty than Kemba. Yeah, like I, I say I think Kemba has more value going into next season, maybe even the season after that. Mm-hmm. But man. I would. I want to have DSJ on my team. Like we, we, Steve's fun to own thing. Right, and like, imagine what, having DSJ on your team for 13, 14 yeah, years. Exactly. <laughs> so. But yeah, he could. He, we could. We love him, but he could bust. Right. For all we know. But man, that's that guy's gonna be Mr. Highlight, man. I'm, I'm gonna have like thirty videos slash vines of that guy in like the first month of the season. <laughs> all right. Uh, other questions here. Uh, talked about that. Um, okay, so talking about pairing Cat with Turner gone, uh, Carlos Tabacco's asking, uh, reaching early for Marcus Gasol. I, I think Gasol at twenty nine is cool, but I don't know. I feel like I'd, I'd rather be after other guys. I, I'm not touching Marcus Gasol. I'm I'm super super nervous about Memphis this year. And how so? That team has blow uh, blow up the roster written all over him pretty much. Really. I'm serious. Yeah, Marcus Hall's already been in trade rumors as well. And he said that he – what was he saying? His quote said, um, I have to reevaluate things in Memphis if we're not competitive or something like that. It was in Spanish, so yeah. the Google translation was rough. <laughs> I don't know. I still think they're going to be top 10, 11. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> team, the team doesn't look great. Maybe Chandler Parsons could save the day. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think – so are you, are you going after comedy at all then? Um – Maybe, maybe third or fourth round, but I'm, yeah. I'm super nervous about anybody in Memphis right now, except Michael Green. I like, I think Green's sneaky this year. Mid third, like if you can somehow pull, I don't know, AD, 
Porzingis and Connolly, that's a pretty good start. Yeah. If you're picking like six, seven. I'm just telling you right now, Memphis makes me extremely nervous. Yeah. I think they're going to be faster, though. Now that they got Zippo off the, off the books. We'll see. We will. Um, finally, we could stop talking about we'll see in five weeks, man. I know. <laughs> um, no, we kind of answered that already. Okay, so Josh is asking, will Rondo be reliable or sent to the bench when the Pelicans underperform? Um, could you see him not doing well? Uh, and then putting Drew a point guard. Yes, I could. Um, For sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they did sign Tony Allen yesterday. I thought that was a good pickup. I think that their perimeter defense is a bigger concern than the three-point shooting. So I thought it was a good mm-hmm. pickup. Yeah, the problem is if Rondo's on the floor, like who spaces the floor for you besides Drew Holiday? Cousins and AD are still developing the three-point shot. Yeah. I mean, I think they'll be better off going with Drew Holiday and Ian Clark for large stretches. Yeah, I want to see what they do with Ian Clark. Uh, and then you yeah. mentioned the DeMarcus Cousins three-pointers. I mean, he he was shocking. He was like Steph Cousins. For, yeah, he was taking like four games. <laughs> yeah, well, he had, I think he had like 2.7 or something like that. Let me check real fast on that one. Like, post-break, he was just raining them. Come on. For better or for worse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was at, yeah, 2.1. Wow. Yeah, 38%. 5.6 5. attempts. Up from 4.9 in Sacramento. So, man, are we gonna, could we see another jump in bigs taking threes? Or is it going to level off? Because we saw Brooke just go bananas. The Gasol brothers as well. Cousins. There's so many guys that started shooting threes. Like I guess saw, so. I mean, the NBA's changing, man. Yeah, you know who we saw taking three-pointers in uh, Eurobasket warm-ups, baby? Boban. Don't tell me Moscow. No, Boban, baby. <laughs> Good. Boban's going to be sh- – he, he was shooting like free throws, like set shots. <laughs> Dude, if, Bo- if Boban somehow hits 1.03 pointers this year, I don't, I don't even know what I'm going to do with myself. Oh, I'd freak out. <laughs> Like, how do you guard that guy? <laughs> oh, man. It's like the the high school, uh, the kid in high school football that's just ridiculous. He's going to be a pro one day and just, like, scared to tackle him. Bobet <laughs> the Barbarian. Yeah. Oh, Love him. I can't wait for I, I hope he gets just 18 minutes. That's all I ask for, 18 minutes. Yep. Um, okay, so Josh, another question from him. Uh, with more minutes this year, could you see Jokic's stock improving? And how many assists are we projecting for the Joker AKA Big Honey. Um, that Big Honey will be Will Barton's biggest contribution to the fantasy community. <laughs> yeah. He Big Honey. So. Go I'm going to go eight assists. I'm going to go huge. I'm going to go bold. Eight assists. Yep. He'll be a nightly triple double threat. Oh, yeah. Because so, Jamal, Jamal Murray's not a pass first point guard, so no, Jokers no, no. are going to run the offense a lot. Yeah, they're going to pretty much play him uh, off ball a lot, which is good. He's an off ball point guard for sure. He's yep. a mini stuff. But yeah, I mean, I don't. That's not that bold. He was six point one post break. Um, yeah, um, they. Yeah, I think. I think. I would probably say like seven point four, seven point five. Yeah, I don't think that's even bold. Yeah, like he's he's gonna pass Horford for the dime crown for centers. And I just want to see his blocks go up a little bit. Yeah, that's. I don't think you're gonna get him though, man. Yeah. And what do you think about going Jokic Gobert? Bang bang. Oh man, that'd be killer. Yeah, I'm down. I'm so down for that. Joke is just really, really good for your free throw percentage too, so that definitely helps Gobert's yeah. case. And actually, the more I think about it, all my targets, like we talked about the guys we always wind up drafting, Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Avery Bradley, DSJ, like all these guys are guards in the middle rounds, man. That's why I've just been preaching, get you a big. And that's also yep. why, again, we had the AD Westbrook 8-cat question, it's tough, but 9-cat, I'd probably flip that. Yeah. Because um, you don't want to punt anything with Ethan don't Davis. Don't come away in the first two or three rounds without a big man. I'm telling you. It's yep. going to kill you. You just. And make sure you get. If you got to reach in round eight or seven to get Bovon, do it. And there is one There is one alternative. If you don't land a big in the first three, if you go like full punt mode after like Drummond, DeAndre, yeah. Capella. Yeah. But basically, basically, you can't not punt after rounds three if you don't get a big. And that's another reason why, yeah, that's another reason why that strategy is more viable because it's so thin up top for yep. for bigs. So if you do get LeBron, I think if you get LeBron at, and I'm probably not taking LeBron, I would probably just take Dame and somebody else. But if you're there, that going 
Gobert and LeBron and then going DJ and somebody else. Um, yeah. Maybe even like Rubio or somebody like that. It's you know not very helpful for free throws. Um, right. That's a good plan, man. Like again, it's so hard to to put. It to, it's harder this year for position depth and stuff. Uh, okay, a couple questions we'll get through fast here. Um, JYP's asking, what are our thoughts about Joe Inglis and Scalabasier? I haven't talked much about them. I like Joe Inglis late, man. Yeah. I, like, I've said this before. He's he's like a sneaky four or five assist you can get in like 11th or 12th round sometimes. I think he's really sneaky. I like him, but he, he's just – I don't like those high floor guys. Right. Like, I don't think Joe Inglis is going to be the kind of guy that is going to save your season. So I've kind of been shy. But may, okay, so maybe if you're in like a twenty-team league, and you're in you're a pick like one twenty, you're still picking starters there. So yeah, I mean that makes sense. I don't think Joe Ingles is going to burn. He's going to be that guy at the end of your roster that you're going to be like, oh cool, Joe Ingles isn't hurting me, but, <laughs> which is fine. Um, but I don't know. I'd rather have a guy that uh, I have higher upside for. Because again, maybe you bet against if Rodney Hood gets hurt, who apparently by the we should tie this in. Um, so. GM Dennis Lindsay said, he said, okay, you need to step up your game, add more to it, get to the line more. Basically challenged him, and for the first time, Rodney Hood's been in Utah training all offseason. Um, so I guess, are, are you getting into Rodney Hood at all? I've been taking him in a couple drafts. Um, maybe late. He burned yeah. me in a few last year, so it, it has to be late. Yeah, because sure, of the injury risk. I had Hood everywhere two years ago, and I didn't have yeah. him anywhere last year. I, that's how I roll, man. I don't usually overpay for God. fantasy. You can't be loyal. Yep. Can't be Jack Doyle. Uh, what about Lemisier? I don't know. I, I, I can't get a beat on him. Like, he was so we, good we, for like, We don't know until Zebo though, to be fair. Eh, I'm not worried about If I'm drafting Scout, I'm not really worried about Zebo. Yeah. But I can't get a good beat on him, man. He looks so good and so bad. And like, yeah. so many different times. He's like, he had that, what, 28 point game? You're like, oh, whoa, this kid's going to be pretty good. Or 32-point game, excuse me. Against that was against the Suns, though. Yeah, exactly. And then he was he had that, what, like four or five-game stretch where he was scoring like four points a game. Yeah. And he was just fouling. And, and Jaeger's not one to trust young players. Yeah. I think I think Lebisier is going to be good, but I think he's still more of a waiver wire pickup. Yeah, the more, right. the more I think about him. Like, I would take Boban for sure. I think Lebisier has a higher ADP. Yeah, take Boban all day. Um, who else is who else is in that little tier that we may prefer? Tom Maker, but I think I'll take a Tom Maker over Lebisier. You would? Okay, I would disagree. Yeah. I would, I'd probably take Scal there. I don't know. I don't know what to make of Thon yet. Well, if Monroe and Henson are on the trade block like they say they are, I think that helps him a lot. Yeah, but he's not going to be a high usage guy anyways. No, but he'll take threes and he'll block shots. That's all that matters. Yeah, to be late. and he's going to handle the ball. They're saying. Ooh, I don't know about that. Right. Uh, what about John Collins? Yeah, I like him. Does he block shots, though? I can't get nah. a good read on him. No, nah, I don't think so. He'll probably be like 0. 0.6, 0. 0.7 when he's humming. Yeah. Yeah, he's not really I think he'll be sneaky, but I think he'll be a lot better, like, we're talking March and April. For sure, yeah. No, I, I think I would take Collins there. I, I lo- Again, maybe the fun-to-own part comes into play here. For sure. But that guy's going to posterize so many people. Speaking of it. Speaking of Atlanta, Deadman's sneaky this year, too. Yeah, block, like we said, blocks are tough to come by, so he's a real nice fit if you could get scoring earlier. Yep. Uh, okay, let's finish up here. Where are we at? Um, oh, Sam Walker, we'll close with him. Where do we Where do we draft LeBron? We kind of just talked about that. You really can't take him before Jokic, so you, you got to go after 10, right? I mean, as good as he's going to be, he's probably going to be like 26... Eight and nine, but free throws rest is the big thing. Um, they, when they they had a press conference and they're already talking about like maintenance, like dude, it's like August. I know. What are you doing? Like I just I hate that. I hate rest. There's nothing worse in fantasy than yep. drafting, especially uh, uh Sunday Sunday rest in the <laughs> Sunday rest in a big in a big matchup. Ah. Uh, It'll ruin your day. It it, it just uh, so I can't take it. For that reason, he's still a second rounder for me. Even though he's going to be like a monster without Isaiah. Like I play to win. Like I don't care about getting to playoffs. I care about winning the playoffs. So yeah, especially head to head leagues, man. Yeah, and like if your league's legit and 
I mean, I'll call you out on this. You're like, oh, I can just trade him. Like, if your link's legit, you can't. Everyone's gonna know yeah. why you're trading him. Like, if you're <laughs> if you're in a bad league, okay, sure, draft him, play him until January, then dump him. But I mean, everyone, if your league's halfway decent, you know, you know the deal. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. And like anyone, like you, when you see a trade offer from someone, any sport, and you follow, you're like, oh, I know what you're trying to trade him, and then you lowball him, and <laughs> it, the deal dies. Yep. Uh, anyways, uh, anything else you want to add? Uh, any football parting shots? Um, you pumped for Texans Bengals on Thursday or what? Uh, are you even watching that game? Oh, maybe for sure. Joe Mixon gets some touches. AJ we'll Green, see. baby. I got a lot of yeah. AJ Green shirts, dude. The Bengals look so bad. I know. Uh, Makes me nervous about AJ Green though. Having Andy Dalton throwing it to him. Yeah. Because I, I have him everywhere. But he was pretty Green, good last year. I don't know if yeah. it was the Ravens defense or what, but they put a lot of pressure on him. Yeah. All right, so long pod, lots of questions. Fun, different. I, I kind of like this negative spin about guys, man. I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm so worried to draft Jamal Murray now. <laughs> Kidding. Hopefully that bumped their ADP down for you guys. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll probably do some mocks. Uh, we're actually doing a mock tonight for the Rotor World guys, so we'll probably tie that into the next pod. And I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll be out um, tweeting. For mocks or something, I'm probably gonna do one, two a week or so. So, um, nice. Yeah, tune in on the Twitter, the Twitter sphere. Um, we'll take it from there. All right, man. Media, media day can't come soon enough, right? Soon, it's almost here, man. It's crazy. Yep. It's five weeks, man. All right, so you guys take care. Have a great week, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for coming out, Jones. Thanks, Mike. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. What do eight bags of concrete mix, a cooler full of 30 pound sea bass, and a 10 inch compound miter saw have in common? They're all things that are easier to load in and out of the bed of the new F 150. Thanks to its new available pro-access tailgate, that's also a swing gate. The new 2024 Ford F-150, tough this smart, can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024, pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024, cargo and load capacity limited by weight and weight distribution.